This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode five. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's topic, legal contention questions in depositions. It's an important issue, but one that many litigators and many courts have trouble wrapping their heads around. It's important to recognize when your client is being asked legal contention questions in depositions because they're objectionable. Interrogatories are the only form of discovery where legal contention questions are not only clearly proper, but are expressly authorized by the rule. So they're okay in interrogatories, not okay in depositions, and you must object. Objection, legal contention, if your client faces such questions in a deposition. What is a legal contention question? Generally, it's one that requires a lay deponent to apply law to facts in order to answer the question. Some examples. In your complaint, it says my client was the proximate cause of the accident. What's the factual basis for saying that, ma'am? What evidence do you have to support your claim of discrimination? What proof? Still another example. Why do you contend the explanation was pretextual? Another. Tell me the facts you contend support the affirmative defense that the plaintiff was contributorily negligent or assumed the risk. Still another. On what basis do you contend that the corporation failed to exhaust administrative remedies? One more. Have you now told me everything that supports your claim of age discrimination? In each of these questions, the deponent is being asked to, as one judge put it, sort out the factual matter in a case according to specific legal contentions, proximate cause, pretext, proof, evidence, failure to exhaust administrative remedies. A lay witness simply cannot apply the law, which the lay witness does not know, to the facts, which is all the lay witness has. So the question, have you now told me everything that supports your claim of age discrimination, is improper in a deposition because the deponent will not know which facts support a federal age claim and which are entirely irrelevant. On the other hand, the same question posed as an interrogatory, such as, identify each fact you contend supports your contention that Supervisor Jones engaged in illegal age discrimination is probably just fine. Now, why are legal contentions okay in interrogatories but objectionable in a deposition? Most courts say the answer is because lawyers help clients prepare answers to interrogatories. Just as lawyers have a role in drafting complaints and other documents in the case, lawyers have a hands-on role in overseeing and preparing interrogatory answers. So, the courts have said, it's fair game because of the lawyer's involvement in interrogatory answers for parties to ask legal contention questions there. In fact, Federal Rule 33A2 specifically allows it, and here's the rule, subsection 2, scope. An interrogatory may relate to any matter that may be inquired into under Rule 26B, and here's the key part. An interrogatory is not objectionable merely because it asks for an opinion or contention that relates to fact or the application of law to fact, but the court may order that the interrogatory need not be answered until designated discovery is complete or until a pretrial conference or some other time. But in a deposition, the deponent's lawyer obviously cannot help answer the questions, so in this setting, courts have said, it's just not a fair thing to do. Make sense? And that's the theory underlying the rule. Parties can ask legal contention questions in interrogatories because lawyers will be helping to prepare those answers and it serves the interests of justice to allow it in order to narrow the issues in the case.
so watch out for those questions in a deposition. You should be on high alert when an opposing lawyer asks questions of your client or your witness that involve the pleadings, interrogatory answers, affirmative defenses, or about administrative proceedings that took place before the lawsuit was filed. The same is true by way of additional examples as to prior legal proceedings your client may have been involved in that aren't pertinent to the case at hand. Your client might be asked if they've ever had their deposition taken before, but might not fully understand what a deposition is. They might be asked if they've ever been involved in legal proceedings before, without knowing the full scope of that. They may be asked if they've ever been convicted of a felony. Many clients may not know the correct answer to that. They may not know what constitutes a conviction, and they may not know if the ultimate charge was a felony or not. All right, so to review before I quote some case law on this point that might help you further understand, in depositions, questions asking about purely factual matters are obviously okay. Legal contention questions are generally objectionable. You'll recognize them when you hear a question that invokes legal phraseology, proximate cause, pretext, evidence, proof, or when the examining lawyer is referring to language from the pleadings or from governing laws, rules, or regulations. And of course, questions at the far end of the spectrum that seek pure legal theories, such as explain the basis for your third-party beneficiary theory, are improper in virtually every setting, including interrogatories, as they're likely to invade both the attorney-client and the work product privileges. All right, so let's take a look at some court rulings that might help flesh this out. First, from a Florida federal discrimination case, let me tell you what a federal judge said when the defendant asked the judge to reconsider his denial of summary judgment. In this case, the plaintiff apparently said in deposition, without objection, that the timing and sequence of certain events was her only evidence of pretext. Of course, she didn't really understand what the concept of pretext was, and in opposing summary judgment later, her lawyers offered a litany of other evidence to cast doubt on the employer's explanation for its decisions. In its motion for reconsideration, the defendant said that because the plaintiff, quote-unquote, admitted that the sequence of events, the timing, was her only proof of pretext, summary judgment should have been granted. Here's what the judge had to say. Quote, Plaintiff is not bound by answers to legal contention questions put to her during her deposition. In the first place, it is unfair to ask such questions to a layperson. Legal contention questions require the party to make a law-to-fact application that is beyond the competence of most laypersons. Their basic vice, referring to legal contention questions, when used at a deposition, is that they are unfair. They call upon the deponent to sort out the factual material in the case according to specific legal contentions, and to do this by memory and on the spot. There is no legitimate reason to put the deponent to that exercise. The task of having to sort through the mass of available factual data and arrange it in terms of the particular contentions is that of the lawyer, not the client. There were some citations uh, that the judge included. This is from uh, the lawsuit Sherell, C-H-A-R-A-L, Patterson versus Florida Department of Corrections. The case number is 112CV29-MW CV29-MW from the Northern District of Florida with the order denying the motion for reconsideration entered on April 1, 2014. It's document 111 in the federal CMECF. If you'd like a copy of the order, just email me at jim at jimgeardylaw.com. All right, here's another 
somewhat longer quote from the court in Rifkind versus Superior Court, 22 Cal App 4th, 1255, 1259, 1994. So here the court says, there are surprisingly few decisions on the propriety of deposition questions that ask a party deponent to state all facts, list all witnesses, and identify all documents that support or pertain to a particular contention in that party's pleadings. The court says in brackets, we refer to these as legal contention questions. What authority there is almost uniformly condemns the practice. These authorities focus on the inappropriateness of such questions at depositions while approving them in the context of interrogatories. All right, continuing in the, to quote from the Rifkind decision, as one commentator put it, legal contention questions require the party interrogated to make a law-to-fact application that is beyond the competence of most lay persons. Even if such questions may be characterized as not calling for legal opinion or as presenting a mixed question of law and fact, their basic vice when used at a deposition is that they are unfair. They call upon the deponent to sort out the factual material in the case according to specific legal contentions and to do this by memory and on the spot. There is no legitimate reason to put the deponent to that exercise. If the deposing party wants to know facts, it can ask for facts. If it wants to know what the adverse party is contending or how it rationalizes the facts as supporting a contention, it can ask that question in an interrogatory. The party answering the interrogatory may then, with aid of counsel, apply the legal reasoning involved in marshalling the facts relied upon for each of its contentions. That is, we believe, a principal basis of the Supreme Court's dicta in PEMBER, P-E-M-B-E-R, Roman numeral II, and of the federal authorities. It is also a major reason why, as Professor Hogan puts it, taking the oral deposition of the adverse party is neither a satisfactory nor a proper way to satisfy the interrogating party's desire to learn which facts a party thinks supports its specific contentions. That's Rifkind versus Superior Court, 22 Calap, 4th, 1255, 1262, 1994. And if some of that language sounded like you had heard it before, you did. Uh, the Florida federal judge in the first case I cited actually quoted Rifkind uh, as some of the support for his decision. And uh, one last decision from Inre Mirant Corp., M-I-R-A-N-T Corp., 2005 Westlaw, 644-3618, Bankruptcy Court, Northern District of Texas, November 22, 2005. The court says, The mere inability to identify any facts in support of one's position is not tantamount to an admission that no such facts exist. Fact witnesses who have no legal training cannot be expected to understand what facts support a specific legal position. It is for this reason that courts have held deposition questions seeking facts to support legal contentions to be improper. It is common sense that lay witnesses do not understand legal issues to the extent necessary to answer such legal contention questions. The court went on to quote one of the answers given by a witness that was asked a legal contention question, and the judge says, in fact, Mr. Kubik, K-U-B-I-K, one of plaintiff's fact witnesses, recognized the impropriety of such questions for, when asked by defendant's counsel to identify which facts would support the facilities being an improvement under Maryland law, the witness said, the facts around these contracts are a tangled set of legal issues. Those legal issues are at a level that I am not educated in, skilled in, experienced in, to fully even understand 
because they're legal in nature and I don't have a legal degree. Because of that, and using your definition of facts, I can tell you that I don't have any facts that I can give you that support any of this. Court goes on to say, it is evident, contrary to defendant's assertions, that plaintiffs do not admit that there are no facts in support of their position, and the complaint will not be dismissed on the basis of those answers. One footnote of sorts to all this, some courts have said that a Rule 30b-6 corporate representative may sometimes be asked, for efficiency purposes, legal contention questions in a deposition. The thinking behind this, again, is that lawyers are actively involved in preparing 30b-6 witnesses to address specific contentions that are known in advance from the 30b-6 deposition notice topic list. Even so, this is a very limited exception not recognized by all courts. Some have held that legal contention questions are even improper in corporate representative depositions. Example from Bird BYRD versus Walmart Transportation LLC, 2009 Westlaw 305-5303, Southern District of Georgia, September 23, 2009. The court says, quote, while contention questions are not per se impermissible during a Rule 30b-6 deposition, courts restrict them to written interrogatories when it's more efficient to do so. And asking a lay 30b-6 witness to undertake on-the-spot legal analysis in order to respond to contention questions is asking too much, especially since the company's lawyer is far better equipped. All right, there you have it. Thanks again for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere, and we'd appreciate a five-star review, which helps us more than you know in keeping us going. Thanks again.